Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where, oh, we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me is Hunter Wolf. How are you, Hunter? Hello. I'm I'm uh, great. You're you're great. I'm, I'm well. I was you're you know, wonderful. Everybody does like the everybody does the WH thing, and I was just trying to figure out. Yep how to add an h to something that doesn't conventionally have an h but now i know why it doesn't normally have an h by it true true the g's what are you talking about your name is hunter Uh, remember that classic classic family guy bit you know um i do and it's probably because every male person i knew in high school would quote it um (laughs) multiple times a week i think and then some I, of those I, people I, didn't grow out of that phase mm-hmm. <laughs> i've had to yeah. interact with them um i'll i'll make i'll confess a year. dark secret to you and that is Please. that i have been watching family guy to fall asleep too because it just oh, lulls okay. me into that because uh it reminds me of you know it's a comfort thing and then from that unfortunately i've started watching the cleveland show uh-huh. And can I tell you? <laughs> uh huh. Not great. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. But the, seems like it the, wouldn't be. The, but the thing is, David Lynch is a recurring character on it. He plays the bartender, wow. and that See now exactly. And is it is it it's Lynch doing the voice? Yeah. Well, he's yeah he's just talking as himself, but he's playing yeah. quote unquote Gus, and. I can't remember. He just, he is given some of the best lines. They like, what's crazy is they know how to write for David, but nobody else. It's it is incredible. There's this incredible thing that happens on some shows that are, I'll use one of our favorite terms, absolute piles of dog shit that like, but like then when somebody we admire debases themselves enough to be a part of it, it's the coolest thing they've ever done. And I don't it's know true. what that bell curve is, but it is a really perplexing because well, I mean, I'm a victim to it too. Yeah. Well, what's your example? I want to know. 
Well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if I have a, a set example for you. I mean, like David Lynch being in the Cleveland show is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like there's something that happens in like, <laughs> I guess we're going to just dunk on the McFarlane cinematic Verse. universe here. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm sure there's a joke in A Thousand Ways to Die in the West mm. or A Million Ways to Die in the West, whatever that movie is. A million ways to die in the West. I think there's like a cameo in that movie that like I just thought was so incredibly cool. And is it you and McGregor? It it's you and McGregor. Yeah, yeah. You. I was just laughing because he was so laughing. Well. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> it is so, and it's like it's. I was gonna say it's not the Jamie Fox thing. There's a because he shows up as, as Django in that, right? Assume, he does. Forgot about that, right? Which I was like, no, of course. It's, or like, isn't there's a Back to the Future joke too, right? Yes, there is. Yeah. This is like, what I'll say about this movie. I thought it was good. I've only seen it once. Okay. Thought it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Tristan, thought it was entertaining. Know, conversation before good show. This. I think sometimes <laughs> you just got to accept that some people love things that you're not going to love. And then you just got to let it go. For and sure. You think, have to make the hard part of this though is that I have to make you believe that I'm not silently judging you after I dunk that hard on it. And I just the harder I try to convince you, the more you don't believe me. Exactly. This is I'll always this, how this goes. There's also another McFarland one, and that's the fact that Patrick Stewart isn't a recurring character on American Dad. Like that makes you kind of sure. go, huh? What is what is it about Seth? <laughs> yeah. But Seth also has Roger, and Roger oh. is an incredible character. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I like wine. No, um, he's Roy just, Rogers McFeely. It's such a good just, bit. It's it's like the kind of person a queer that, icon. Like, yeah, a queer icon and somebody. Am I allowed to say that as a straight man? Yeah, I think somebody? so. Okay. Well, I mean, Tyka did it for icon. himself. I think you're allowed. I guess that's. That's fair. That's fair. Um, there is just something about like, and Roger being an old queen who's ready to like name drop people that I only know because I watch too much Nick at Night. That is like genuinely appealing to me. It's a phenomenal character. It's it works every time. It does. Yeah. All right. So he, we're here to talk about movies and not just Seth MacFarlane. Um, I, the you're the first returning guest and we did a live stream version of it we made wow yeah we made a great show we made a great movie that was like a road trip movie with larry the cable guy and the cable guy from jim carrey's the cable guy called the cable <laughs> right. guys uh -huh. um but the format was a little different because it was live streamed and you can still listen to it it's on the feed so but there are like interview questions that have kind of changed so i want to make sure we get into that which is yeah. First is, like, do you remember the first movie you saw in the cinema? This is a really good question. So um, I listened to the show, Tristan. Uh, oh, well. And I, I didn't know if you knew that, I, which I've never told you that. Um, but I do <laughs> listen to the show. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, and I've been trying to think about this for days, right? <laughs> days. All right. A, co a combined effort of days because we've had to like try and record this a few times. But yeah, I'm in a um, different hemisphere, so it's a little tricky. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, so I I think 
The problem with my memory is I remember very specific things from a very early age. I can tell you the layout of my house when I was like a very young toddler. Okay. But I cannot, and movies, which are maybe the most important medium to me in the world, I cannot remember the first movie I saw in theaters. So all my core memories of movies are very, are, are later, but I do think that I remember seeing No, that's not true. That would have come out too early <laughs> now that I think about it. I really thought that was the answer. Um, I was going to say Men in Black, but I think Men in Black is 95, 96. Yeah, yeah. I would have been too young. I would have been too young. There's no way I remember. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I remember seeing, I vividly remember seeing the special edition re-release of Star Wars, and I would have been five. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think... Honestly, my first memory is very vague. My first memory of seeing a movie is very vague, and it would have been Toy Story 2, uh -huh. I think is the earliest one that I can recall. I would have been about six years old. We saw it on, like, a military base, and it was weeks after it came out. Like, way after it came out, and I was really upset that we were seeing it so late after. But we were, like, traveling to see my dad, and my dad had picked us up. We were hopping some kind of military flight somewhere. I don't remember. But I remember being on the base and and watching it. Okay. Um, and for the longest experience. time in, in for the longest time in my memory, we saw it at. <laughs> when I was young, I really believed that we saw it at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Which just cannot be true. <laughs> I we landed in Guantanamo, at Guantanamo Bay. Randy Newman's music. <laughs> we, we, we landed in Guantanamo Bay to transfer to Puerto Rico because my dad was stationed in Puerto Rico for a while. But for the longest time in my brain, we took a pit stop in Guantanamo Bay, hopped off the plane to see Toy Story 2. It's so funny. <laughs> and then spent, and then I spent the summer in Puerto Rico. I don't know which military base I saw it on, but I remember distinctively seeing it um, and it being like the greatest fucking thing I'd ever seen. That's so good. Um, yeah. So that's so Toy good. That's a very good <laughs> watching Toy Story 2 in Guantanamo Bay. We still don't know the truth. Maybe I did see it. Guantanamo Maybe you Bay. did. Who can say? Maybe what is I the did. truth? Who can say? Who can say? Miles away from, <laughs> from the, uh, I almost said most precious government criminals, but that's not what I mean. Whatever the words are. <laughs> words are made up. They don't mean anything. So I'm now just thinking of like Osama bin Laden, but a precious moments figurine. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like knelt down with his hands and, and yeah. Oh my and god. Delicate prayer. And then like oh. there's an, a Saddam Hussein one that's like tipped over, like yeah. the statue. Like the anyway. statue. Anyway. Oh boy. Ugh. So I got some uh, trivia questions for you, as you know, because uh -huh. you do listen to the podcast. Obviously, what is movie? What is movie? movie what is movie? Is... Baby, don't hurt me. Imi... <laughs> movie is uh, image. Movie is sound. Movie is um, joy. Movie is... Um... I thought maybe I'd have something more interesting to say here. Uh, just, you know, it's 
popcorn movies popcorn who movies popcorn movie is an excuse to eat popcorn <laughs> sure at its worst at its worst yeah that's what i did <laughs> and speaking of what's the best cinema snack okay look okay i'm very opinionated about this i every time Good. i go to the movies i sit down with buttered popcorn and if i'm at like a megaplex i'm getting a vanilla coke from the coke freestyle machine that's what i'm doing but to be a coke freestyle machine i long for it have you ever I, thought about it being one yeah you have so many it'd choices be quite the career pivot but honestly yeah i long to be it's that you versatile. spitting out soda into cups is this yeah. good for you <laughs> is this good is this good <laughs> which one do you want oh god i oh. hate ginger ale <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah um but I will say, you know what's really good is like sprinkling M&Ms in your popcorn. Mm, that mm-hmm. I think is just so much joy. I I love I love a little a little chocolate a little chocolate surprise in the popcorn. It's so mm-hmm. makes me feel like a kid. Where a kid can be a kid. We're in the in the popcorn. We're a kid in the popcorn. Instead of a ball pit, a popcorn pit would fucking rule. Popcorn ball pit would rule. It would Uh, be so. It would be nastier than a ball pit somehow. But (laughs) well, you don't put butter in it. (laughs) Just salt. Or you do. Or you do. do. I think you should heat the bottom and have new pop, fresh popcorn popping, but not so much. There has to be like a layer between somehow, because otherwise you burn your little hiney. Hmm. Look. People are into, it is 2023. People are into new and exciting things. Speaking Um, of, what movie makes you horniest? This is, I knew this, for me, (laughs) I knew this question was coming. Um, I think there are so many answers to this question true true i'm sorry i'm giggling at myself because the way i did deliver it was like steve harvey in family (laughs) which question makes you horniest show me akira (laughs) oh no um i you know what i think it is i do think and it's nothing with like a sex scene or nudity it's they're ne- it's never those that get me. Mm-mm. Um, it is like operatic longing mm-hmm. and corsets. Um, <laughs> and so I think I think it's I think it's the OG Pirates of the Caribbean for me. Very uh, very horny movie. There is just something. I mean, Kira, I have a giant crush on Kira Knightley. Um, you're gonna say Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> well, but I also think there is something about look, I my favorite ship dynamic is like Mm-mm. pristine. <laughs> Sorry, I with... thought you were gonna talk about like the galleon of the black pearl. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> you know there are ships in the movie, there's but there's also ships like shit. The yeah, movie, yeah. But there's also relation. I'm I'm dipping mm-hmm. my toes back into the tumbler pool for a moment um my favorite <laughs> ball pit, if you will. are always like yeah the, yes into the ball pit um the 
my it's it's always like pristine meets dusty or grimy you know what i mean sure 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 lady in the tramp yeah it is lady in the tramp that's a more eloquent way to put it sure but i'm gonna keep going pristine (laughs) and dusty sure and in my current relationship i'm dusty boy she's Okay. You know, elegant lady. Dusty Hunty. Uh, very lady in the tramp. Dusty Hunty, sure. Um, and so there's something about that dynamic that like really just like gets and everybody in the movie's hot and it's true. It's just it's hard and people are wet, not figuratively. <laughs> something about the ocean is helping. <laughs> and sweat is helping and swords are cool i don't know swords that, are that, cool they're really cool and really hot and whatever i don't know um yeah no that's i think a very reasonable response i think it's like i think the mummy and the pirates of the caribbean films are in the same level of like those are like inexplicably horny when specifically a you're a teenager and you're like wow this action adventure is making me just wild that's exactly it it's like that and like there's something about like so alternate answer was a knight's tale also yes also a very horny movie and there's like so little uh i guess there's more intimacy in that than there is in pirates but like it it just like you wouldn't read that as a sexy movie but if you watch it you're like no it's so just like yeah, Shannon Sossum and super pouty, yeah. and <clears throat> Heath Ledger is Heath Ledger. Whatever. Yeah, yeah no, I everybody gets agree. it. Everybody agrees with me here, Tristan, including you. I would say most people on the internet, I would say, do agree with you. And luckily, that's I'm where this is going to be broadcast. So you know, that's true. It's true. I recently found out that podcast is iPod and broadcast. It's a portmanteau, and I was like, that's crazy. I don't know how I feel about not knowing that. For this I know, long, right? But it makes right? sense. Yeah. It absolutely Nobody yeah, even has I, an iPod anymore. I, I have an iPod. Do you have an iPod? I do. I have a classic and I have a Nano. Not with me. Not, wow. I didn't take them to New Zealand, but I have you them back own home. It. Yeah, I like to. I, sometimes I like to use them when I don't want to have my phone on me. Yeah. I would killed to have my ipod my little clickety clackety wheel ipod nano i would love to have it i used to have two of them i don't know what happened to the second one i I will say this as well though it's like there's now no way to upload your music to it unless weirdly you have like a a windows machine that still has itunes yeah so i'd have to like buy a chromebook Log into my itunes this is my ipod chromebook (laughs) exactly it makes no sense yeah um oh i had another question for you what was it um (laughs) i mean we were talking briefly about david lynch who's my pick for this next question but um who is the best director turned actor lynch is such a good answer because the spoil spoiler alert like him showing up at the fablemans was just so uh flooring best Mm -hmm director turned actor i don't know who the best is outside of like well i'll tell you i'm i'm catching up on barry Mm. and 
Guillermo del Toro shows up in the last season of Barry. Yes. And I don't know how much he's going to be in it, but he just had a scene. And he is like a very plain spoken actor. Like I wouldn't consider Mm. that. I I wouldn't say like he's going to end up winning an Oscar, but his delivery on, on the writing in that show is really impeccable. It just works for him. So I want to see him show up and stuff more. I think so too. He's really like, I, I think he's also, I know Herzog is in an episode of Parks and Rec, but I feel like he's in some other comedy too. And he's a good performer. I think Herzog would, would probably be like the best answer for me for that. Just because when he shows up in something, he is like, he genuinely has like incredible gravitas. Um, that was the thing going back to like the, <laughs> the McFarlane thing is like what we're talking about there is they're elevating the material. It's that it's that it's like, yeah. you know, you see even like a, like there's that movie um 65 with Adam driver, which was surprisingly uh-huh. good because he's like, he knows what he's doing. Like it's schlock, yeah. but Adam knows what he's doing. So it's like, Oh no, this is actually a good movie. You just need somebody with pedigree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For um, sure. But I, I yeah, I think Guillermo del Toro's my put Guillermo del Toro in a Star War. Like that would be, be so really good. incredible as just like some kind of like gang boss or like you know uh uh like pirate head or something. Like he'd be really great. It, I would love him to be like in like the High Republic era being like the chancellor. Yeah, hit inc- that- yes beautiful i just uh, and what a delightful man like Mm -hmm. just a completely delightful man uh sometimes Mm -hmm. that's all you need sometimes you just need a good energy to be a good actor people don't talk about Uh that enough i mean it's what a lot of people coast on and then they don't know what to do with themselves after they get sick of it but um yeah i don't want to get into naming names because i don't want to piss people off but (laughs) rhymes with shmimmy duart um (laughs) Anyhow, um, as always, why is Austin Powers sexy? I have to find a new closing one because I've kind of heard all the responses. No, no, I can I be honest? Yeah. I think it's the teeth. The teeth. I think it's the teeth. I have this running theory that hot people need to have some kind of mm. eccentricity or imperfection mm-hmm. to be considered to kind of reach upper echelon hot. The example, yeah. I, the example I always use is if you look at Ryan Gosling's face, one of his eyes is way lower than the other one. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect example. Ryan Gosling would not be hot, I think, to his degree of hot, if his eyes matched, but they don't. And that's what makes his face interesting. So I I do think to some degree it's the teeth. It's the way he uses the teeth. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's that he's willing to. I'm sure he knows they're bad and he's not ashamed of them. Many of your guests use the use the term confidence. I think that's part mm-hmm. of it, uh, and and maybe all of it. But I I think for me there is something sexy about the teeth. I think so too. Yeah, I I think a small quote-unquote imperfection brings the whole thing together really yeah because you're like oh this person's so hot but they're also human 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. All right. Are you ready for the random word? Let's go. The bird is the word. Speaking of family guy, no. Um <laughs> no, no, dorm. We have dorm. D-O-R-M. Dorm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I I have an idea. Uh, I will always yeah. come up with an idea, but I will always offer it to the guest first if you have a strong impulse. No. So the first thing I went to was like, what if barbarian but dorm? And I just don't think that's different <laughs> enough. <laughs> Can I tell you? I'm going to take that. And I'm going to add it to my idea, which is that these teens are stuck in a dorm first year of college and the power goes out. And since the power goes out, since all the doors are electronic, they can't get out of the dorm. Oh, oh, this is oh, wait, wait, wait. This is good. So, like, I think if they can't get out of the dorm. I think what we've sort of stumbled upon with that, Tristan, is like. A, a a uh like like a like a new age Samuel Beckett unfolding. I think that would be really good. I think there's a couple of elements here that I like. I like that. Um, I like it. The idea of it being kind of a horror film. Yeah. As well, but also I feel like what would be kind of fun would be you kind of think it's like a big chill situation where like they're kind of stuck and they're gonna get you know, closer together or whatever. I haven't seen the big show, whatever happens there. Kevin Klein's there. I know that much. <laughs> sure. Um, but they're all kind of like stuck together and they get to drama. And then halfway through you realize, oh no, they're getting picked off one by one. And then at the end, it's just the two of them. And then it turns into a Sam Beckett thing. Or is this way too complicated? That that is way too complicated, but it is something that I would watch, and I'd be like, "There's this thing that happens with movies sometimes, like Jurassic World Two is like a disaster movie, and then in the back end, it de- just decides that it wants to be Frankenstein, and like <laughs> when movies do that thing, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, even if it's bad, I'm like, wait, hold on, you had a take, that's cool. So if Big the swing. front half of your movie is a, is a horror film that then becomes an existential an existential horror film that simply exists in the subconsciouses of the two people that's good but okay dorm no we can dorm. come up with something better than this if we want to run so. with a horror i wonder if the doors lock right there's like something that that keeps that i'm there's like a maybe a saw scenario but how do we differentiate it sure i mean okay this is what i'll say i almost like the sam beckett thing more because of the fact that the the first instinct is i think horror film right horror film yes horror (laughs) reason i say horror is there's a go put in horror whose line is it anyway call in mockery and then you'll see the clip as to why i say horror yeah horror yeah horror um anyhow Uh, and you're I like when people say horror, horror, a horror film or a horror, horror film. film. It's an absolute horror, horror film. Friggin' sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but I, uh, I would say that's the first instinct. So maybe going to a, 
I like the Sam Becker thing and existential thing. I, I, I we haven't really explored that. We have we I don't think we've prodded that program. enough. So I think it's two guys. Okay, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna switch it back. We're gonna do another little throwback thing here because last time we went sort of back to the blue collar comedy tour and <laughs> and Ben Stiller's directorial efforts in the in the 90s that didn't do very well. Oh, but boy. what if we <laughs> What if we take it back to like stoner comedy era, mm, right? Mm, like Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express, but it's two guys. Everybody has left the dorms for like Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Nobody's in the dorms. Everybody like, in their building is gone. Who are we casting? But we're casting stars of today. We're not going back there. Okay, Who are we so casting? I would like to follow this up with, I think it should be, if it's dorms and it's Christmas, it should be an English film. And everyone should be like, is this just Harry Potter? Right. Well, that, like, it's little... kind of like, we clearly adapted this from, <laughs> from we were on Wattpad and we found... Uh, you don't little... even know what that is. Wattpad is a fan fiction website. <laughs> okay. And we someone found... showing it's... something about themselves in this conversation. It feels like. Well, no, no, no. I'm actually. <laughs> <laughs> I only know it because, like, I am friend. I am. I am okay. fan fiction culture adjacent. Okay. Um, but clearly, we it feel reviews are going to be from the <laughs> from the Tumblr kids. Did somebody stole my fan fiction? Like that's what the conceit of the film starts as, right? Okay. It is. It was Harry Potter fan fiction, Twilight style or Fifty Shades of Grey style. This was Twilight fan fiction that then became something else entirely. So it's an Excellent. English film in a dormitory. Um, casting stars of today. Casting stars of today. I mean, do we? I feel like Tom Holland is maybe Tom Holland is taking a break mm. from acting. We can't get him. Yeah, we I can't get him. So. Shit. One of the roles um, was written for him. Who are younger English actors at this point? Um, um, Flo, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I almost think. I mean, and she's she's not English. She's Irish. But having Flo and Saoirse Ronan reunite would be fun. This is a good idea. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So we're so like we have we have Florence and Sersha, and they both look young enough that they could. That's the crazy thing about both of them is they could either be. <laughs> They're either 19, forty or twelve. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really nuts. So it's Sersha and Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. and they are in the dorms. And they, everybody's gone. Their mm-hmm. families uh, that are abroad or something, they just don't have any reason to go home. And it's not depressing. We're not doing a midsummer thing. It needs to be happier than that because then that's not hard. Stealing t- it's yeah, it's not. <laughs> and then they get too high. Right. Stoner comedy. They get too high. I like that. Um, and then 
I think also would be cool about that is like there's a moment, like a little moment of a horror element where they like, we're not alone. And then they realize that like, obviously they're not alone. Someone has to be there to, you know, run the building. And the superintendent, I think, should be played by Daniel Radcliffe as like a nice little, hey. Daniel Radcliffe, he also, <laughs> yeah, he like doesn't ever leave. And it becomes like a, a yeah, fun little trio adventure but i think stoner comedy mm-hmm. they discover a secret if we're gonna go barbarian it doesn't have to go full barbarian but i think mm-hmm. to sort of travel down a new little branching tunnel if you'll forgive the connected imagery they discover some secret about the school that they're convinced is real while they're high and then when they mm-hmm. wake up the next day it's not there they can't mm-hmm. find it and what was true and what, what is, wasn't. Yeah. And what was true and what wasn't. I and like so we're that. Playing, we're playing in a thriller comedy thing. Mm. I think I think mm. we can really transcend genres here. How yeah. are we feeling about this? I like that a lot. I think that's good. Um, I think it also has to have like an element at the end where you're like, it's kind of like, it could be true. Like, it can't be like, oh, it was all a dream, because that's always like narratively unsatisfying, I feel like. Completely unsatisfying. But there, I think there's got to be an element of, like, was it real, was it not? And then, yeah, they have, for sure. They have to be somewhere kind of uh, slightly boring. Like, I think there may be at a college in, like, Colorado or Montana. We we had said it previously in England. Um, oh, we had said it in England. You're right. Yeah. Um, so no, like but this works. Two There's... English exchange students. They're not going to go home for Christmas because that's too expensive. They're stuck Shit. in at like uh, like a Colorado or Montana or like somewhere there's fuck all to do. And then they get stuck in these doors. Going... Well, I'm. I'm having a fevered dream right now, Tristan. They <laughs> discover some secret of American gold. There was like a miner, a cursed miner. Yes, a mi- yes. A miner who cursed his gold, and they fi- they found the secret entrance to it. Yes, and it's also played by Daniel Radcliffe, because it was that Daniel is- Radcliffe's great-great-grandfather who cursed the gold, and he oh, this is... is- cursed to like by rope by like family has to take care of this place because of it and they think like there's like some sort of ghost or something and that's why he teams up with the girls because he needs to make sure that they don't find it oh so he's misleading them the whole time he's like he's misleading them Mm. this movie is gonna be so terrible but it's gonna be such a relic I'll say this. Why did the It sounds like something Daniel would do. Daniel would do this because we're like our pitch when we go to Daniel is going to be like Daniel, we have an idea, okay? It's Pineapple Express meets like Happy Death Day meets like Scooby Doo. It does kind of feel like a Scooby Doo episode, doesn't it? M- meets meets National Treasure. <laughs> it's like really so good. We're just really going for full camp. I and, love it. And trying to convince people. <laughs> you ever make a movie for the $5 bin at a Walmart? 
This is what we do well. Yeah. Universal, um, Warner Brothers. Look. <laughs> somehow it's from Touchstone, despite that having been defunct for years. Yeah. <laughs> we dug we dug Touchstone up from the ground <laughs> to make our Scooby-Doo-ass stoner comedy. Oh, okay. Um, we're getting so far afield here. Um, but I like the cursed gold. Um, I think putting it in like West Virginia would be great. West Virginia is very huge good. mining. Um, you know, mostly coal, but huge mining country uh, state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can also obviously end over the credits. You know, or like opening credits. you know, West Virginia, almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, blah 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 blah. That song. Um. But I think it does turn into like a little bit of a thrill horror at the end. But then by the end of it, Daniel has to convince them that it was not real. But then he's like, then they leave the room. And then he has something from that night to show that it was real. And then finally the curse is lifted and he can like go home to his family. He can go. Oh, my God. He's misleading them, not so that they don't find the treasure, but so that he can be freed of the curse. Because he is actually the gold miner. He is an ancient entity. So there's that now switch where you... some last crusade. <laughs> yeah. So it feels like, you know, it feels like in the end, it is like a sort of, um, you know, Scooby-Doo thing where you like rip off old man Jenkins, that kind of thing, where it's like a fake ghost. And then you find out, oh, no, no, the ghost was real. <laughs> Just for a different reason. Just for a completely different reason. Yeah. For a completely narratively unsatisfying reason. <laughs> That's so little. We we spent the entire movie misleading you. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, people love a twist, gonna, don't they? <laughs> we They do. I think so. So. What the twist? Let's walk. Look, we can walk it through. It's mm-hmm. Christmas. There's. And, and it's a total three hander. Wait, no, let's get David Lynch. In a cameo as the janitor, <laughs> as the maintenance man. You can't run here. <laughs> I've just waxed what are you the floor. <laughs> Go home, losers. <laughs> um, Why are you here? It's Christmas time. The only reason I'm here is my family is dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live here. <laughs> He, don't and tell anyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. a three-hander except david lid shows up um and we'll get to we'll get guillermo del toro to do like a fake wrap-up at the end that it was like a cabinet of curiosities episode <laughs> where he's like closing the storybook um <laughs> as like the as like the last gag <laughs> i like that i would prefer Personally, Jonathan Frakes shows up and goes, oh, total fiction. Total. <laughs> and then fiction. it just cuts to black. That's good. That's really good. Um, okay, so we'll walk it through. So Flo yeah, yeah. and Sersha, they're college. No, they're, they don't even share a dorm. They're not even like best friends. They're no. just the only two people left in the building. Mm-hmm. And Sersha's kind of the burnout or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just like, there's a shot where like, she like, pokes her head out from the door mm-hmm. as like flows walking down the ha- the hallway and invites her in and flows a little like i don't know about this or maybe mm-hmm. we flip it maybe let's let flow be the be the be the stoner this time 
Sure. Sure. So it's opposite. They walk in, they get a little too high. Then we have like total, we're going to run around the dorm house. Goofing. Yeah. Is that what that's called? <laughs> yeah, they go to like the the kitchen at what is it called the dining hall, and they're like eating too much ice cream. They're sliding down the stairs on like a blanket, like they're kids again. Uh huh. That kind of thing. I think also, um, Flo should be uh, the burnout, and then Sirsha should be not like an A student, but someone who doesn't normally do this kind of thing, just to yeah. ha- add that tension. And like they're like, well, we're the only people here for a week and a half. We have to talk to each other. We have to get to know each other. Like, yeah. That sort of thing. And so there's like kind of that ice breaking at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so they're doing all goofy hijinks. They're doing goofy hijinks. And then is it like a secret door in the kitchens in the cafeteria? Is I it think... like, is it in Daniel Radcliffe's office? <laughs> no, I think, I think that it is they open the fridge and the fridge door like it's like it's like narnia they're like now wait yeah wait in the cafeteria minute. yeah the cafeteria they open and they go into a or a meat locker a meat locker and a meat locker and then they cl- it closes behind they think they're gonna die and then like obviously they lean up against the wall or something and then you know secret passageway and they they discover the secret passageway they swoop away the cobwebs or whatever there's like old mining equipment. It's super freaky. We do like a descent fake out. And it turns out that it's not. It There's no. Um, <laughs> there's no monster in there. But it's instead Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. The superintendent. That these girls have never seen before. They don't. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the superintendent. But they don't realize this because they're too high. They only realize it later the next day. I'm, mm. I'm telegraphing telegraphing another plot point. He's like, thank you, girls, for for or or they have to discover the gold first. I don't know. I think they go down the mine shaft. I think they discover the gold. Um I think <laughs> then it like they go, oh my god, what is this? And then they, you know, then Daniel Radcliffe appears and then tells girls. them all about yeah. it. Yeah. And they're uh-huh. like, oh, my God. And then tells them all about it. And then, like, you really shouldn't be down here, something, something. And then over the course of it, for whatever reason, they don't trust him. And they try and take the gold. And over that misadventure, somehow it ends up being destroyed. It's really hard to destroy gold is the thing. It's hard to destroy gold. Oh, what if um, Daniel Radcliffe who we will we will never name characters on this podcast. We will we only won't, refer we just won't. We just don't <laughs> we, care to. We've made um, the two worst movies of all time. And so I won't dignify them. <laughs> but anyhow. This is uh, this is what happens when the writers go on strike, everybody. This is what this is what you get. Oh, that's very good. Um, I think Daniel tricks or like convinces rather tricks too much convinces um Flo and Sirsha to like take the gold back up because later on you realize he's a ghost he can't pick it up himself he's trapped uh, so he's like yeah. yeah you need to just get the gold out of here and somehow they do that um 
by pushing it out of a window. And I think <laughs> the whole time David Lynch is like, I'm just so poor. And then it lands <laughs> in his like the trunk of his car. And he's like, God is good. God is real. And then he drives off. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Okay. All of that is true. All of that is true. The gimmick is that <laughs> it's a reverse Scooby-Doo. He needs somebody to take the gold. Yeah. That lifts the curse. Yes. His entire, his entire bloodline has died. <laughs> and he needs somebody to take the gold. And so the movie is the antics and him constantly trying to redirect them to the gold. <laughs> but they but won't they take can't the gold. do it because they're too high and they're not convinced <laughs> the gold is real. Oh my God. That's so good. Oh, we've done it. We've done it. We've solved it. Oh, all right. Who do we get to direct this thing? Um, is it an Apatow joint? No, I think it's a Nicholas Stoller joint because I think you oh, need uh, a little heart in it too. Who is that? St Stoller is is uh, Neighbors is Forgetting mm. Sarah Marshall oh, okay. is yeah uh, is uh, more recently the uh, uh, Bros, which I have not seen. I have not but, seen, and apparently no one else did either. Um, yeah, Un unfortunate. unfortunately, yeah. What can you do? I think we solved it. Do you want? Do you we have did. time to do a lightning round? Are you interested in that? I know you have a ton let's, to strike. Let's do a lightning round. Let's. All we right. can do it quick. Yeah, it's lightning, baby. We got. Random word is look. L O O K. Look. Mm -hmm. Mine is about um, um someone who is <laughs> okay. So, um, it's at a makeup testing uh laboratory. And something happens with the makeup that turns the animals alive. Like, well, not alive, sentient, oh. I should say. The animals yeah. are definitely alive, sentient, and then they rebel against their owners and eat all of them. A bunch of rabbits get loose. Incredible. Uh, big bonicula energy. Mine <laughs> is about a pair of um, magic, uh, like, like a... Uh, like slinky eyeglasses. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, yeah, I know what um, you're talking about. That you that you um put on and like they uh help you see into the future and um somebody discovers their <laughs> I don't know what is it? Uh, what somebody, is it? Tell me. Somebody, somebody <laughs> sees their own death and so they have to like uh, spend the entire movie avoiding the death and not wearing the, the but like wearing the glasses because they have to avoid so everybody has to take them seriously but also they have to avoid death okay I got suffer s-u-f-f-e-r do you got one mm -hmm. right up the dome or should I go first I do I do um, this is uh, a um, this is a, a horror movie. I keep doing, I keep going to horror directly. I think this is why everybody makes horror movies as their first. They're, they're, um, they're very easy to like, here's a weird idea. <laughs> here's a weird idea. Um, a, 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 uh, a son returns home from, uh, 
he's he's a he's an he's a uh, a film student and he returns home for Thanksgiving dinner only to find out that his family's trying to kill him because he's the the worthless one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called right. Thanksgiving Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. I did yeah. have in my mind the last suffer, um, but I don't think the I'm last suffer. Yeah. Um, I think mine is a German art house film that mm. is about um a, a baker that can't get the bread recipe to work. He can't make his bread rise anymore, and it's souffer with with a. Sorry, he makes desserts and he can't get a souffle to rise and it's souffer with an umlaut. Souffer. <laughs> Good. All right. So we got one more and it is. Let's go with related. 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 Okay, you go first. Rom-com about in the South and they realize that they are second cousins twice removed and how do they interact with that? But by the end of it, they realize we're not blood related. We're still going to get married. Awesome. That's what a twist. Um, I think this is uh, a, a, an Oscar play. It's a genie. It's a genealogy drama where somebody um, uh, discovers that there's a piece of their family tree in another country and uh, mm. they're like a history professor. And so they find out like, oh, my God, I'm related to Frankenstein. I don't know. Frankenstein. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Historical that's young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> they're i sorry i was being a like, dick they're fully re related <laughs> to um to somebody very upsetting and that there's a family oh 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 there's a family reunion for all the children of like uh like a a a um not genocidal fascist or something. Genghis Khan. It's all the children. It's it's Khan <laughs> Khan. It is Khan Khan, where all the people with Genghis Khan's blood meet at. That's so many people. Meet. <laughs> meet I, I'm with you, but that's massive. And we're doing like a. Uh, it, it is like an Oscar play comedy about the ways that people can come together um, through maybe the most upsetting detail about their genealogy. <laughs> I have one more for this. Let's go. And it's not great. But it is, I think, funny as a concept in the right hands of people. And this might be something I, I cut out. So, Tristan, uh -huh. there you go. There's your marker to see you can cut it out. Um, the idea of someone who um, realizes that they're half black after all okay. after all this time. They okay. present white, but they realize they're half black. And coming to uh, grips with that, like maybe they're from like a racist household and then they have to go, oh, it was internalized racism, that sort of thing, and like learn a lesson that way. But also, obviously, you're dealing with like, again, I think in the right hands, like that. I, I feel like this is just a key and peel sketch is what I'm pitching. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but so, I like it. So I don't know. I think Jordan you know Peele making a movie about someone who's discovering that they're they're actually black instead of white could be interesting. 
But I, again, not for me to make. Not for you to make. No, not for you to but make. But I will all. play the main role. No. Yeah. <laughs> but please allow me. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but it is yeah. always a little it is always a little upsetting when like somebody goes, you know, I'm like part black, right? And you're oh, like, yeah, it's that, so it, that does not matter. That does not matter. I'm sorry. You're not allowed to claim that. Yeah. I mean, like you can if you I mean it's really complicated, eh? Yeah. But. It's terrible. Anyhow. Hunter, now that we're at the end of the podcast, what do you want people to know about you? Besides, you're really, really good at pitching bad movies. I'm so good at pitching bad movies, and please don't let this deter you from liking me. Um, suddenly, I'm begging for people's <laughs> approval. Um, you can follow me on basically anything at Wolf is the name. That's W-U-L-F-F is the name. I used to Twitch stream. Maybe I will again soon. Um, but Letterboxd, um, Letterboxd. I, I, yeah, I review lots of movies. I feel very passionate about movies, despite me being bad at pitching them. Um, and no, you're great at uh, pitching them, but the pitches you to, come up with. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll look, if you want me to piggyback on, on your, on your, <laughs> if you want me to pitch your movie for you, uh, just Venmo me. <laughs> um, but very yeah, good. just, uh, I don't know. Catch me on the socials. We'll we'll see. We'll see where my career goes from here. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I want to remind the listening audience that you can get early access to this podcast as well as like the video of it at tristanmiller.substack.com. I also do reviews. It's not just Hunter, but I do them there and not on Letterboxd until I release them to the public. Then I post them on Letterboxd. So He's you way can... more professional about them. Way more. Yeah, I I don't think. I don't think, I mean, I'm trying to be professional in as much as I'm trying to get some of that, some of those dollars for it. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, other yeah. than that, um, I think they're kind of, professional. I think they're cheeky reviews, but um, yeah, go there. You know, I have a website as well, tristanjmiller.com. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this, Hunter. Um, great to see you again. Um, great to see you. Yeah, first returning champion. I That's how crazy. Do, um, how does it feel? It feels good you've had so many incredible guests on the show feels cool to be back um look uh maybe we'll get to do it again sometime and i'll try to i'll try to uh bump up those bump up those concept <laughs> muscles before i come back <laughs> all good i think we had a great time i think we did too thank you for having me on Bye-bye.